welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, as believers, we know the hope of Christmas gives us hope for our lives, no matter what each day holds. Even in a world full of pain and suffering, we know that the God of the universe humbled himself to be born as a baby to take our pain and pay the price for our sin. And now, as image bearers of God, we live with the hope of Christmas. We live out gospel-centered justice to defend life, bring restoration, and seek redemption for all that sin has broken. We invite you to live out the gospel through the ministry of Lifeline and change lives around the world by partnering with us. And today, as Dr. Rick and I talk about the gift of Advent and the gift of Christmas, we hope that not only will your hearts be encouraged and you will be uh, equipped to go out and speak the good news of the gospel to the most vulnerable. We hope also that you will join us and consider giving to Lifeline through our year-end campaign, Change One Life. You can always visit lifelinechild.org backslash change-one-life to make a donation that will last for eternity. Or you can always visit the show notes to learn how you can change one life with Lifeline this holiday season. We are talking about Christmas this week, and even as we are drawing near to Christmas, I'm sure for many of you, it will be like Christmas time to be able to hear the golden voice <laughs> of none other than the affable, aforementioned Dr. Rick. Dr. Rick, wow. wow, what a what a great first, I mean, what a great way to end this year, you and I talking about Christmas. The Lord has been so good and so gracious. Christmas is not just a time to celebrate. It's also a time of just great gratitude as we see the Lord's hand working in and through his people to care for orphans and vulnerable children. Well, Herbie, I take it a little personally that we're talking about Christmas because I've been told so much I look like Santa Claus. I'm wondering if this is typecasting today for us to, you know, sit down and talk about this. Um, you know, seriously, though, um, Christmas is is my favorite time of the year. Um, and, you know, and I think I've told you, it, not always. Uh, there was a time back, you know, when I was a, a young man and a time when I was uh, working in, in high school and college in, in retail. And, and I came to loathe the, <laughs> the Christmas season, you know, working 16 hour days and, and, you know, in the hustle and bustle of a mall and, and places where people were, um, you know, where commercialism was just all over the place. And it was all about what people could get or what they couldn't get or what they were frustrated by. And, you know, and, and, and so over the years, just kind of detoxing from that a little bit and, and trying to, to think and experience Christmas in a completely different way has been really important. It's been important to me. It's been important to our family. And, um, and, and I think it is because we can, you know, there's, there's no time um, that more so on the calendar just slants to reminding us of, the provision of God, the providence of God, the um, the character of of our our God who would uh, who would humble Himself to be born like we're born to um, humble Himself to be um, 
you know, subject to time and space and all the things that, that are, you know, and, and those are maybe weirdly cosmic thoughts at, at Christmas time. But I think, you know, it's it, the miracle of, of God extending himself to us is, is profound and it's around every corner. And, and so I really, you know, my prayer for the folks that are a part of this podcast and, and are a part of this ministry and, and journeying with us, people that I, you know, know and love what I'm, what I'm praying for, for those that are important to me, like y'all is that we don't miss seeing Jesus in the middle of Christmas and that we really focus on who he is and what he's done and, and, you know, and are able to, to take that, that step back from a lot of things that are crowding and competing for our attention. And, you know, and, and, and I know I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but, but, you know, Herbie, I think the other thing is, um, and, and maybe it's because we're in a little bit of a different phase of life and maybe it's because we've kind of moved on to a, you know, to a different phase of life. But I, I think, um, Christmases have always been times in in our family that have always been tinged with a little bit of difficult too. Mm. You know, um it, it you know, part of part of making your family through adoption is is the realization that um you're probably not going to have a Norman Rockwell painting on a mm. Christmas. And and that, you know, these are times when our kids get um destabilized and times when their routines are you know, are, are cut out and, and times where, where they're stretched in ways that they don't, you know, they're not, they're not stretched every day. And, and so trying to, to go about the discipline of being thankful and, and concentrating on, on the real reason for Christmas is, has, has really been, honestly, um, it, it's been life to our family. And it's been life to our kids because when we, you know, when we make it about Christmas trees and gifts and, and dinners and programs and stuff and all the endless upheaval that comes along with Christmas that the, you know, I can look back and look at a lot of mistakes early on of like trying to do those things and feeling the pressure to, to do those things with my kids, feeling the pressure that because they didn't always have those things that, you know, we somehow needed to press in and, you know, make sure that we were doing all the things that we should and, 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 but kind of stepping back from that and going, no, <laughs> that's not what's important. And, and really um, the, the limitations and the struggles that our kids brought into this were useful by God to teach us something about, you know, just about the simplicity of, uh, of Christmas for, you know, focused on Jesus. And so I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to turn into a Hallmark movie here or something, but I, but I think that's, you know, that's a big, that was a big lesson that I learned along the way and, and something I'm thankful for. And, and so um, I, yesterday was at the doctor's office and my doctor walked in and he's like, Hey, big plans for Christmas. And, you know, Denise and I almost at, identically at the same time said, I hope not <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, because we, because we really do just intend to, to do some very simple things to, to remember about, um, you know, remember about the, the, the work that our savior's done. Yeah. Amen. And certainly it's a great opportunity just to, to reflect. And, you know, you, you mentioned even something about, uh, how secularized this season has become, especially in America where, uh, so many, 
look at the season as a time of of gift giving or gift getting. Um, we uh, we 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 even think through just the season of end, like coming to an end and finishing strong. And uh, for businesses, you know, it's the Black Friday, which by the way, it just means, can we get in the black? Can we make money? <laughs> and yet we we miss the simplicity of everything that we have, every opportunity that we have, everything that we, uh, every gifting that we have that gives us the ability to even make money, to make a profit, to be successful, to be able to give gifts and give good gifts to our family and to our children come from the mighty hand of God. And Dr. Rick, I, I would just love to take an opportunity for us to, you know, give a, give thanks to God for the life change that he has brought this year through Life Funds Ministry. I, I know for me, and I'll let you speak a little bit of Families Count even, I've loved the stories of hearing of all the kids in 2023 who haven't just come home for adoption, but the stories that we've heard from families of kids that have given their lives to Christ, who uh, who have come into these homes, uh, these adopted families, where they've been able to hear the hope of the gospel of Christ Jesus. They've been able to uh, be introduced to the hope of Christ Jesus, and and now they're walking with him. And that's the that's the vision of Lifeline, not only to help the vulnerable, but ultimately to see the vulnerable so transformed by the gospel that they are in turn making disciples. And so the first step of that is to see kids that are are giving themselves up to Christ, giving themselves to Christ and, and following him. And I know that's just been a huge thing to know that not only are there so many kids who will be able to experience Christmas together as a family, who will be able to, to celebrate the, the, the birth and the coming of our Savior. But so many kids this year now who, who have followed the Lord Jesus as their Savior, who understand even more richly the meaning of Christmas. And, 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 I, and I know you could tell us stories as well about things that have happened on our church-based programs and Families Count and, and other programs of, of seeing men, women, boys, and girls turn to saving faith in Christ. Well, you know, Herbie, I'm, I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a detour from that, but I think it's something that's just been remarkable to see this year and, and talk about it kind of an incredible gift and an incredible opportunity is um, seeing the way that, that people that are working in the child welfare system in government. So, are leaning into church-based programs as, as a way of accomplishing the the goals that they have in child welfare. And, and so I think something I've been blown away with this year is number one, the doors that we've had opened to be able to walk in places that we probably didn't ever think we'd get to walk into and, and to, you know, by God's glory point to the church and say to them, the answer that you need to the problem that you have exists right over there, and it's a church in your community, or it's um, or it's a group of churches in your community, and and being able to kind of raise that level of awareness on the part of you know people that are in the child welfare system, and and then and and another like neat gift I think in the middle of all that has been 
the number of people that I and our church partnerships team and church-based programs team and others have had the opportunity to meet that are working in the child welfare system as believers who are kind of isolated and kind of on an island and they kind of don't know how to really live out their faith in Christ in a, in a way that, you know, is, is kind of commiserate with their job. And so, you know, what we, what we found is, you know, it's a little bit like when, when Jesus sent out the 72 and, and he, you know, he, he gives them instructions about what to do, what not to take and where to go and how to act and what to eat and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, one of the things that he says to them is that you're like, you're supposed to go into a new place and and you're supposed to find, you know, a, a man of peace, like a household of peace. You're supposed to find, you know, you're supposed to go to somebody and, and like, see if they'll host you. And if they host you, then, then you like, you press in and you begin to, you know, you begin to bring the kingdom of God to bear and, and you start to do what it is that call, you know, Christ has called you to do. And if they don't, then he says, shake the dust off your feet. And I think sometimes we think about that negatively, but he's just saying like, don't waste your time there, you know, go somewhere else. And I think the the cool part of all this has been like seeing all these places where there are men and women of peace that are around. And, and when we connect the dots by, having a way that the church can do something and by connecting it to a need that already exists, that people in the system already recognize, we see pretty remarkable things start to happen because, and it's not because we're so good. It's not because the churches that we partner with are so good. Um, it, it's fundamentally because, because all of us as people who, who love Jesus and follow Jesus, um, that we let Christ live through us and, and that we, that we bring the, the power of the gospel. We bring the message of life change. We, we, we present Jesus as our only hope in those settings. And man, we just like, we're seeing, we're seeing transformational stuff happen. We're seeing mamas and daddies who, who were on a track to frustration and estrangement and, and, and to a life of, being separated from their kids, we're seeing those families put back together and and we're seeing mom and daddies that are becoming who God intended for them to be um, in, in the parent that disciples their children and the parent that provides stability for them. And that's not because, you know, because a church decided to do something. Um, it it's facilitated because the church decided to do something. It's not because Lifeline decided to do something. It's not because somebody somewhere. It's because it's because Jesus is right smack dab in the middle of that situation. And so I I just don't want to lose the wonder of the fact that that God allows us the opportunity um, to have uh, a role in in His mission that he gives us the opportunity to be able to show people the kingdom of God and to tell them about the kingdom of God and to, to point them toward the hope that they can only find in, in a, in a relationship with Jesus. And so, you know, to kind of bring it back full circle, you know, that's, that's where our vision is accomplished as a ministry. You know, honestly, you talked about the, you know, the kiddos that are, that, that have confessed Christ this year. And, and not, like, that's my favorite time in Bible study. Honestly, I'm gonna get a little choked up, but like, that's, um, we hear, 
we hear those stories of of kids that would probably maybe never have heard the gospel and 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 we're now hearing stories of them following Jesus um every single time i hear it i project ahead a little bit and and my prayer for them is the same um you know god make them a strong disciple maker like god save them for a purpose and and use them for your glory and i think you know, we we get to watch that every day, Herbie, and, and we get to be a part of something where where that's the goal and that's the end of what we're you know what we're trying to achieve. And and I think um, there are there are not only lots and lots of people that have that know Jesus um, because of what God's put in you know in front of us to do, but there are a lot of people that are coming to know Jesus and are being grown up in Him because because people came to Christ and so you know we we're we're raising up disciple makers and families are raising up disciple makers and churches are raising up disciple makers and what a foolish thing <laughs> that, that God would take um something that is broken and like to the world looks irrevocably broken and difficult and that and that in the spirit of Christmas that he would he would remake that for his glory and he would use it in order to accomplish his purposes to take the name of Jesus to the end of the earth. And, and so I don't know about for you, bro, but uh, I do know for you, I, I, I say, I don't know about for you. I do know for you um, that that's, that's like the most glorious Christmas gift that we get the, uh, that we get the opportunity to unwrap this year and, and just having to, to be a small part of that um, in, you know, what the Lord's given us to do. And so I'm just, I'm really, really thankful this Christmas. Um, I'm really, really thankful for what God continues to do. I'm, I'm really, really thankful for the churches and people that he continues to bring us to work with. And, and I'm really thankful that he, um, that he trusts us, uh, all of us with, uh, you know, with his work and with his gospel. And, and so, you know, that, that kind of launches us into, uh, the expectation of a new year and like what's 2024 going to be like well it's hopefully it's going to be that Christmas present that we can you know that we're unwrapping and what, what God's given us to do um, it, we're going to get to see the fulfillment of it over the course of you know the next year yeah amen to that and what a what a great thing it is to be able to see the life change firsthand and to see what the Lord is doing and how he is working for his good and for, uh, or for, for our good and for his glory, for the good of, of orphan and vulnerable children and vulnerable families around the world, but ultimately to see him continually get the glory is, is just spellbounding. And we, uh, we, we have so much just to look back on this Christmas to see God's hand, to thank the Lord for what he has done and, and not even what he has done, but but how he has done it. And, you know, so many times looking back, you appreciate the process a whole lot more than when you're going through the process. And I know for you, Dr. Rick, as I reflect on this year, uh, I know you would agree as, as, as much as we have to be thankful for and as much as we have to celebrate, I think you and I both would agree it's 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 been a hard year. There have been some some difficult moments. Uh, we've seen 
hardship. We've seen difficulty. Uh, we've we've lost loved ones. We've um, we we've had just difficult decisions to have to make and hard things to have to do. And yet, through it all, when we look back, we see the sovereign hand of God continually working through the hard things, the difficult things, growing us uh, in his character and, and in his image, strengthening us in ways, um, you know, making himself known in us in in more dynamic ways. So we not just we we I would say we we're we're not just here today singing all the good things that happen, but also looking back and thanking the Lord that he sustained us through the hard things, that he strengthened us through the hard things, that he got glory even through the messy and the difficult. And I I would ask and, and, and encourage us all as we reflect on our year and as we reflect even on the beauty of, of Christmas, we realize all that we've lost in a physical sense, but how much the Lord has delivered even through that loss and that pain and that hurt. I, I, I think about all that, that God had to give up in order to come and surrender himself as a ransom for us. Uh, Christmas was costly. It was glorious, but it was also costly. Uh, the savior of the world, the God of the universe, the God that spoke creation into existence had to humble himself and had to confine himself to a baby um, to think that the God of this world through salvation, he could have easily busted into the scene and determined that he was going to come as a man. He could have come as a, as a powerful leader. He could have come with, with, with the resources of, of the human existence, but yet he came humbly he came as a baby, and I I just think we miss something if we don't also look and celebrate the difficult, the hard, and not necessarily asking for more hard or for more difficult, but thanking the Lord for his provision and his goodness and his kindness, that he never leaves us or forsakes us through the hard. He never abandons us through the difficult, but he sustains us and he helps us. And I don't know what those that are listening may be going through, maybe adoptive parents that are going through the dysregulation already of the holidays and, and they've seen hard things happening in their home. Uh, I don't know if if maybe there are families that that are going through the sickness and the loss of a loved one and it's hard or maybe the loss of a job or the something unexpected that has happened that has brought hard things and difficult things to bear. Take hope and take heart, beloved, because our God has overcome the world and he can overcome uh, the disaster. He can overcome the hardship. He can help you. He can make your family whole and he will, and he will grow you and your child and your family through all of the circumstances. He will use it for his glory and for his good, for his purposes in the world. And, and that is the mystery and the beauty and the wonder of Christmas. And so, I mean, even 
you know, as we kind of wrap up this year, and certainly we have had the opportunity to thank the Lord for what he has done. Dr. Rick, I, I, I know that that people who just get so excited when they hear that silver-tongued voice would be interested in wondering, what's Dr. Rick looking forward to next year in 2024 and the potential and the possibilities that the Lord has before us? Yeah. Um, man, I, I really, um, I really think, and it, and it kind of goes back to what I said, you know, about something we've seen this year. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, new frontiers and new opportunities that, that are sitting, you know, right in front of us to be able to, um, to be able to connect with more churches and more families to do, uh, really, really important things for the kingdom. And and so I think we're, you know, we've, we've been, uh, you talked about a little bit and I won't get into a lot, but, you know, part of the, part of the hard part of the year, um, this year, I think is, is when, when you make a choice to, to look at yourself and to look at your ministry and, and to, um, you know, just to evaluate what it is that God is doing with you and through you. And that's, it's been that kind of year for us. Um, and that's not a bad kind of hard. It's actually a really good kind of hard to, you know, to stop and to not just take stock of, of the, of the great things that God's been doing, but to take stock of where we are and, and like, where do we see that, you know, going and, and are we ready and are we, you know, are we shored up and, and ready to, you know, ready to roll. And, and so out of the spirit of that, um, I just, I think there are some exciting things um, that, that we're going to see. And, and maybe I hope this is well-placed and if it's not, there's an edit button. And so somebody can take this out, but um, I think you and I and our executive team and, you know, a lot of key folks around here really share a feeling that, um, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ can trans can radically transform the child welfare system here in America. We can change um, how kids are, are cared for when they're, when they're hanging in the gap and that, that the church doesn't have to be a bystander to that, but we actually can be the catalyst for it. Uh, and, and so I'm, what, what do I want for Christmas? What I want is a 2024 that's, that's like given wholeheartedly to that. Um, I want to, you know, I want to get to, to talk and be with and to help mobilize churches that believe that and, and believe that the power of the gospel has, um, has the, the ability and has the, you know, the key ingredient to being able to see that kind of transformational change happen. Um, I want to see people in the state system that love Jesus be able to, you know, feel like that what they're doing in it makes a difference for the kingdom. I want people that, that are a part of all this that don't know Jesus or maybe radically are running away from Jesus to see Christ in a different way and and for the gospel to be put on display in ways that they can't ignore um and you know and and i know at the end of the day that that um that god gives us a role in that and he gives us a key role in it but it doesn't depend on us and uh and so i and i want to i want to remember that <laughs> i want to go and work hard for it every day i want to lean into it i want to press into it with every fiber of my being. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to look 
back a year from now and and just kind of sit where we're sitting right now in a place of gratitude going look what the lord has done look what he's look what he's capable of look at what he's um look at what look at who he is and and hasn't it been good to to see the hand of the lord um through all of it even stuff that we probably wouldn't have asked for even things that we didn't enjoy um even stuff that didn't turn out the way that we thought it should that at the end of the day um that we know that we've been with the lord but we also know that we've been used by the lord and we know that we you know that we know that god has accomplished something for his glory that's that's significant because of us and and so yeah man that's that's what i that's what i want <laughs> that's that's the you know that's the big hairy audacious goal and uh and and i think you know but here's the crazy thing i think when god gives us those kind of dreams that are that are so much bigger than something we can sit down and make happen ourselves that's the place where um we just get to you know stand back in awe and look at what he he's able to do and i i really believe that's a dream that he's given to us i think it's something that he's he's called us to i think it's something we're being held accountable for on some level but um but that it's really kind of just all about him in the end and uh so yeah um that's that's what i want for christmas this year <laughs> yeah and i can't probably say it any more aptly but certainly we look forward to what the lord is going to do in in 2024 with anticipation and you know i would be remiss as i just was able to teach for some of our global partners of james mm -hmm. chapter 4 verses 13 to 17 <clears throat> i would be remiss if i didn't say if the lord wills we are so grateful for what he will do in 2024 and and we know that um, it is by his will, it is by his sovereign control, but we are planning uh, in such a way that the Lord can take those plans, he can thwart those plans, or he can use those plans for his glory. But we are certainly planning to see deeper ministry in 2024, being able to minister to, to more women and children and families, and ultimately uh, excited to see the church come on board in an even higher clip with church-based programs to be able to wrap around women and children. And even in the end of 2023, to be able to visit so many of our church partners globally and to realize that this is not just a U.S. church call, but it is a global church call. And I am excited to see what the Lord will do globally through this ministry as well. And so from Dr. Rick and I, we are grateful that you continue to listen to this Defender podcast. We are excited even about the podcast for ideas and uh, things that we will bring in 2024 and are grateful uh, to see the way that we are able to ultimately together wrap around the body of Christ and defend the followers. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. 
Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.